Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome back to a brand new episode of NJ Sports Media Podcast. I'm your host, Vin. And no, today is not day three, but Cam is back. And we're talking about some of the very significant pickups in the MLB in the last week, week and a half. Welcome, Cam. What's up? Hey, what's going on, Vicenza? None. Um, so there have been a couple really, really big pickups in the last 36 hours and dating back to last week, including the Jacob deGrom to the Rangers. So about three minutes ago, Josh Bell just signed with the Guardians. Two-year, $33 million deal. I guess we'll start with that. Um, What are your thoughts? You know, this very young Guardians team just added another key piece that could potentially win them the division next year. What are you thinking? I love that pickup for the Guardians. I mean, I liked them this year, and adding a switch hitter like Josh Bell is just going to make their team even better. I mean, their infield's disgusting. You got Ramirez at the hot corner, Bell at first, and Andres Jimenez. Like, that's disgusting. It, I mean, it is. I The team's great. I mean, Andres Jimenez is a stud at second base. I mean, Ahmed Rosario is nothing to hate. I mean, if they picked up one of the three big shortstops this year, what I doubt, I mean, they would have one of the best infields in the game. That would be true, but Troy Turner is off the market now, and it would be Bogarts or Swanson, but they're not even – they're not – or Correa. Um, They're not even up there for one of them. Don't be surprised if they do, though. Um, Are they? Probably not. But it's a possibility. So, Josh Bell going to the Padres this past season, um, I'd say that was one of the biggest pickups for the Padres. I mean, Soto was obviously headliners, but Josh Bell wasn't really recognized in that trade. I mean, you're right. He wasn't recognized. And, I mean, before he got traded, he was one of the best players in baseball at the time. I mean, he was could have – won the MVP, but then he just really fell off as he got traded to San Diego. I mean, it was complete different environment for him probably, and that yeah. just led to him having an, an awful second half of the season. Sure, but again, his awful second half, he would have probably been an all-star still. Like, I mean, yeah. Like, so – Obviously, he was top two guy on the Nationals. It was him and Soto all the way on that team. And then you go to the Padres, and Tatis wasn't playing, but he's their main guy, even, even the name. But you got guys like Manny Machado batting ahead of you. Um, you got to compete with guys like Jake Cronenworth, Will Myers. So he had different things to look out for in that trade. And another important piece of that trade was Brandon Drury which I'm excited to see who he signs with because he is an unbelievable player. I mean, I he is. He doesn't get recognized for anything. I mean, he does not He does not get any credit. I, he had an unbelievable season this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not 100%, but I think he was all-star. No, he was not an all-star this year. Really? He was not an all-star, but he had a phenomenal season. I mean, like, he, people don't expect it out of him. And he was a young – like, this year, he had 28 homers, 
batting 274 with about about 100 RBIs. About 100 RBIs. That's crazy. I mean, a way better season than Josh Bell, who had a two. Yeah, just Yeah. And obviously, he started off his career as a Diamondback, technically. Then he went to the Yankees. Kind of did terrible with us. Then went to the Blue Jays. He was a Met. I bet you're upset about that. I mean, he was a Met. He was okay as a Met. He wasn't great. He wasn't great. Um, but Brandon Jury obviously didn't get traded. This one's about Josh Bell. But I could, I could honestly see this Guardians team going somewhere next season. Because, I mean, to me, they have a great one-two punch as a pitching staff with Bieber and McKenzie. I love those two as your one-two. I mean, yeah, they have one of the best pitching rotations in the game. Like, Cal Quintrell's nothing to laugh at. I mean, this yeah. this pitching staff carried them in that first round of the playoffs against the Rays. I mean, they were excellent. They kept the Guardians in the playoffs. Seriously. Uh, you got to think, like, Classe at the end, he, I think he, he had the most saves this year. Yeah, he, he won reliever of the year today. I mean, for the AL. He's the second best reliever in the game. I don't know about that. That's a little biased. I mean, not at all. I mean, when you put up the best single season pitching of anybody ever, I'm pretty sure you're number one. All right, all right. So, moving on to the next one. This one happened yesterday, uh, about approximately two and a half hours after the Mets pickup. Trey Turner signed a 11-year, $300 million contract with the Phillies after denying a $342 million deal with the Padres. So, in my eyes, I think he made the right decision going to Philly. The Padres are not where it's at. Why, do they, why did they offer him money? I don't know, because they have Cronenworth and Tatis. I don't well, understand I mean, why they would go after him. Tatis and, uh, Tatis and Turner can both play center field, and that was the plan that they I heard when Tatis came back last year. If he did without getting like from injury, he was gonna play center field because Hassan Kim was having a phenomenal season there. Kim did, was having a phenomenal year. I just Tatis is a shortstop. I don't know why they're molding him into a center fielder. I I, I mean, see it, but like did did everybody not see the 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 ball that he dropped last year, like? Come on, man. Like, you, that's a routine fly ball. You got to catch that. I mean, everyone makes mistakes, okay? I mean, okay. Some... But it's not the same as Bader dropping it when the giant runs in front of him. I mean, when Aaron Hicks dropped that one right and just stood at it. I mean, oh everyone... my God, dude, that was the worst thing of I all mean, time. Tatis, I feel, is more of an athlete than he is a shortstop. I mean, you could pretty much place him anywhere on the diamond and he'd make highlight plays. So putting him at center field is just going to give you another better bat at shortstop than your center fielder. Profar is nothing to – Profar is not bad, but would you rather have Profar and Tatis or Tatis and Turner? Tatis and Turner by far. But that's a lot more money too. Back on the Turner, I mean, he's the best shortstop in the game. I know you're going to say Lindor, but – 
He is the best shortstop in the MLB. You know, I, I, I love Lindor a lot, but I mean, Lindor, when you compare him to, to Turner, I mean, it's like, they're so good. They're, they're so different. Turner is such a fast player, but he also comes with the power, the average, the RBIs. He's just a complete player. And Lindor is, all, Lindor is great. I mean, Lindor does everything. He's a great teammate, but Turner's just an electrifying player. Here's the difference between Turner and Lindor. Lindor will go in slumps. Turner didn't hit a slump this year. 100%. He had, what, two 30-plus uh, game hitting streaks this year? Yeah, he, he had 194 hits, 21 homers with a 298 batting average. He had more runs than RBIs and 27 stolen bases. And as a 60 shortstop, the guy's slugging 466. I mean, unbelievable season from this guy. Did he deserve the $300 million? I think so. But for 11 years, that's crazy. It, it makes sense. For he, 11 this, years, they locked him till this man is 40. He and, will be 40 at the end of his contract. Will he retire after that year? Most likely. Will he be playing shortstop for the last four years? Probably not. You know, I don't is I don't know if there's a full no trade clause on this contract, but I mean, I don't see I you could definitely retire before you're forty. I mean, you see what happens to all these players who with insane speed. Once that once that speed goes away, you're gonna miss a step. And I mean, will this happen in the case of Trey Turner? Nobody knows. But I mean, if he goes back a step, three hundred million dollars over eleven years is crazy. Yeah, I mean, I could really see this Philly team. Like, their projected lineup is disgusting for next year. It's crazy. It's It's unbelievable. I mean, now all they have to really do is focus on pitching. I mean, the starters are good. They're not great. They lost Eflin. They lost Syndergaard. I mean, Wheeler and Aaron Nola is one of the best one-two punches in the game. I mean, the bullpen's not bad. I mean, they should add to it. But, I mean, as a Mets fan, the Phillies are definitely going to be competition this year. I mean, this has got to be their opening day. Like, if this is not their opening day, it should be Schwarber leading off, right? Turner hitting second, Real Muto third, Harper fourth, Hoskins fifth, Castellanos sixth. I'm thinking Stott. Oh, not Stott. Um, who's uh, – I'm blanking. Who? Segura. No, dude. Where where are you gonna put Segura? Second base. Stott. No, no, Stott. Stott. Stott is better than Segura. You got, got Bohm at third. Oh, oh, yeah, Bohm. Yeah, Bohm. So it's Schwarber, Turner, Riamuto, Harper, Hoskins. Castellanos, Bohm, Stott, Brandon Marsh. That You cannot tell me that that is not the best lineup in the league. That is I unbelievable. Mean, but you also have to think, um, Bryce Harper just got Tommy John surgery at the end of the – at the beginning of the offseason. Okay, he got thumb surgery in the middle of the year and still ended with 30, 30-some homers. I, yeah, that's crazy, but you – I mean, you're not going to – I don't think that he's going to be playing for the first month, two, maybe even three months. I mean, t- 
Tommy John surgery is usually a year-long injury or recovery, but he's not a pitcher, so it's not going to take that long. But, I mean, he he's not going to be ready for opening day, I don't think. You know what? That's fine, man, because their prospects, unbelievable as well. They could call up a guy like Johan Rojas who finished the year in double-A, right? I saw him play in low-A all in high-A all year. He's our number five prospect. He just got put on the 40-man. I think the guy's great. He's a 22-year-old, steals so many bases. He stole like 61 bases with the Blue Claws last year. I could really see Johan Rojas starting in right field for the Phillies next year. I can. I mean, guy had an unbelievable season. Not really a power hitter, right? But he's more of like in 2022. Well, as on Jersey Shore, 70 games, right? Mm-hmm. 41, 61 hits. But there's the big number, 33 for 33 on keys. He finished with 33 with the claws, 29 with red. So that's like 60, 59, 59 stolen bases. That's an unbelievable, like I could really see this guy batting ninth. He does not have to hit where Harper is hitting, but he is, listen, he's not going to be Bryce Harper. I'm not saying that at all. But will he be a good replacement without a doubt? Now, again, on the Phillies, they don't really have a four or five right now. It's Nola, Wheeler. Who's their third guy? Not Eflin. No, not Gibson either. Who's who's the other pitcher? Suarez, Ranger Suarez. Ranger Suarez. And I could really see them pulling up Andrew Painter, their number one prospect. Guys, six, seven. Built like a giraffe. He finished the year. He went from low A to high A. Only played eight games of high A with a .98 that, um, ERA. Struck out 49 guys in 36 innings. Allowed 25 hits and threw two no-hitters. Two complete games. My bad. And throughout the year, in low A, only let his opponents bat 130, 185, and 283. This guy's ready for the majors. I could see the Phillies going far next year. But before the Trey Turner signing happened, your Mets picked up Justin Verlander to a two-year, $86 million contract. How do you feel about this? Uh, I just want to say I would have rather had DeGrom because, I mean, DeGrom born and bred in New York. bro. No, I would have rather had DeGrom born and bred in New York. Would have went down with a statue, a plaque, and a, a number in the <laughs> banners. But, I mean, he went after the money, and I'm ha- I'm more happy with the Justin Verlander contract than the Jacob DeGrom contract. Justin Verlander, where he's on a two-year deal. Is he 40 right now? Yeah, he is. But he also won the AL Cy Young Award last year. He was filthy last year. He had, under- he had such a good year with a 1.75 ERA, 185 strikeouts in 175 innings. That was dominant. Now, did he play good in the playoffs? No. He did not play good in the playoffs. Absolutely not. During that regular season, he was fantastic. He was so good. He came to New York and played against the Mets. I don't think we had a hit off of him until the sixth inning. No? It was was crazy. I mean, he didn't have to be good in the uh, ALCS against the Yankees, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they got swept. Bro, shut up, bro. Well, no, but I, 
great pickup for the Mets. A two-year contract with a vesting third. Just got to, He just has to pitch enough innings, and apparently he was thrilled with that because he wants to fight. You want to know what, man? Here's the problem with the Mets, and this is strictly the Mets. Here's the problem. Who's your four and your five is the question. All right, so uh, I, I love that because, I mean, I was thinking about this because one Scherzer, two Verlander, three Carrasco. Four, I like David Peterson. I think he's the five. I don't think he's a four. I mean, too inconsistent. Guy, he's so inconsistent, bro. You could say he's inconsistent, but last year with all the injuries to DeGrom, Scherzer, Carrasco, Taiwan Walker, he stepped up huge with Trevor Williams. He had an under three ERA. He, was just, he wasn't dominant, no, but he was so good for us. He had such a good slider. I, he, had, he has one of the best sliders in the game. With a great whiff percentage, he I, he's a good five. We need a four. Um, apparently, we're looking into some options. Like we were looking into Jamison Tyone, which is an okay option. I wouldn't really want him. I Why? Want him Why? He was so good for the Yankees this year. Yeah, he was. But I'd rather have Taiwan Walker back more than Chris Bassett, more than Ty- uh, Jamison Tyone because he pitched great for us, uh, Taiwan. I think he's a great option to bring back at the four. And I think we should probably get another long relief pitcher or like someone we could send to the minors because the Mets don't have pitching depth right now. We, we have no really good pitchers in the minors. So if we can get another option, that would be such a great – it would be great for us. So yeah, I mean, all your prospects in the minors, I've been really into prospects lately. I mean, your top five doesn't consist of a pitcher. I think Matt Allen's our best. He's like seven. I mean, but no, uh, it's actually Blade Tidwell, and then it's Ziegler, Allen, and Vassell. And this is this guy is going to go big for the Mets one day. Right hand pitcher Dominic Amel, mm. great guy, great pitcher. I can't believe like you guys called up Jose Buto this year. He was okay. I can't wait for you guys to get this guy, Eric Orzi. He could be a four. He could be coming out of that program, the bullpen. Eric Orzi, he's in AAA. Met him last year at the Blue Claws game. Two-time cancer fighter. Came back midseason. Threw a gem. Unbelievable this season. In Syracuse with AAA, he went four and three with a five ERA. Listen, that's rough. Okay, I'm not gonna lie, that was rough. But he struck out 64, 64 batters in 47 innings. Listen, he didn't have the greatest year, but he gave up the homer a lot, 11 homers, and he gave up 14 walks. I mean, listen, they they got a lot of mediocre players in the minors right now. Can some of them go big? Absolutely, I hope they do. Can a lot of them not? Absolutely. I mean, I could really see you guys calling up a guy like Junior Santos. 6'7", 250, throws gas. Met him this year. Like, Don Hamill won't be in the majors this year. I could see you guys calling on Matt Allen this year. I think he's a beast, and Jose Buto could be your four. But otherwise, your guy, you guys aren't that good. The Mets are not that good. You guys, in my eyes are the third best team in, in the NL East. Because with Trey Turner, you guys are not beating the Phillies. 
last year, I'm pretty sure, I mean, one player, sure, can make a nice difference. But, I mean, last year in the division, the Mets won 15-4 and four against the Phillies. We dominated them, threw a no-hitter against them, had a seven-run ninth inning. The Mets own the Phillies. I mean, okay. it's oh, that simple. another signing. Alert, alert. Andrew Heaney signs with the Rangers for to add to their strength. Yeah, Rangers. He the Rangers had a good – off the Verlander topic, he needs to the Rangers, which actually lands perfectly in between Verlander and DeGrom. He had a good – you know what? He had a good year. I wouldn't say he had a great year, but he had the best year of his career at least. I mean, he was with the Dodgers, and, you know, he was throwing gas. Um, like 16 games, 110 strikeouts with a three – Point one ERA. Is he the best pitcher? Absolutely not. That's not bad at all. Three ERA is not awful. That's not awful, yeah. But I could really see him doing something special with DeGrom. I mean, and into DeGrom because we don't have to focus on Andrew Heaney. DeGrom to the Rangers. I mean, here's the question. Will he bring back the long hair to start with the Rangers? Will he do it? Will he do it? I don't think so. No, but will he do great with the Rangers? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. You cannot say that he's not. He's not going to slow down. He's going to be Jacob DeGrom, especially if he doesn't get hurt. I'm going to predict he wins AL Cy Young. Yeah, and I mean, I would love for that to happen to him. He's my favorite Met of all time. I mean, I grew up, watched him. 2015, he was dominant against the Dodgers in the playoffs. You know, came up and got our only one this year in the playoffs. I mean, he is the best pitcher of our generation. But once again, if he stays healthy, if he can throw over 150 innings, I mean, these are all ifs. DeGrom hasn't been healthy for the last two years. And to give him that five-year contract for that much money is insane to me. I mean, you're putting so much money, I think over $650 million into three players, Semyon, Seager, and DeGrom, and I feel like they're just – they're doing what the Mets used to do under older management. It's just overpaying for old players. And not for nothing, they paid about a half a billion dollars for eight more wins this season. Yeah. I mean, he – here's my opinion. He went after the money, which, I mean, I can't, I'm, I'm going to call it selfish. I mean, the Mets aren't going to give him nothing. The Mets are probably going to give him – Four years, I'm pretty sure, 140 or something. Not 140, but like 130-ish, which is a big difference. But, I mean, you're leaving the people who raised you pretty much. I mean, just to go to Texas where he doesn't care about winning. He cares about the money more than anything. Texas is not going to win. You know, with the Astros, and that leads into the next one, actually. Texas. This is our last one of the day. Um, Jose Abreu is a great addition to that Astros team. I mean, here's my only concern. Where are you putting Yuli Gurriel? You know, I, I was... I, I loved how... I loved the Astros this year. I know, like, the cheating thing, but I, I was a bandwagon for the Astros after the Mets lost in the playoffs. Like, they're just... They were such a complete team last year. They had the pitching. They had the hitting. They had the young talent. I mean, Yuli Gurriel, I mean, with a break on the team... You could see him being traded away for maybe a fifth string, a fifth starter, because they really they lost Verlander and now they're going to need some pitching. So you could 
possibly see Yuli Gurriel being traded. I mean, yeah, and Abreu, obviously, the 2020 MVP. You can call it a cheap MVP because of the shortened season, but it's still an MVP, people. Six games, the guy hit 20 homers. That's a homer every three games. I mean, guys are phenomenal players. Showing it throughout his whole career. I am a lifelong hater of the Astros. I will never like them. Um, so I just it's whatever because that division's so bad. And I really hope that Seattle comes out on top next year. I really don't I don't I don't think it's a bad division at all, actually. I think it's one of the more one of the rising divisions that's gonna be out there. I mean, I'll do the rising division. How? There's three, there's two and a half decent teams. You got the Astros, the Mariners, the Rangers are eh. They won 68 games. Then you got a team like the Angels, who when it comes September, it's like the cookie crumbles. Then you got a team like the Athletics, who can't even get 50,000 fans at their stadium every day. How is that a half-decent division? Uh, I think it's a half-decent division because I like the Astros a lot. I like the Mariners a lot. I think those two teams are going to be pretty good for a while. I mean, the Mariners are such a likable club. They have such a good young talent. They have good pitching. I mean, the Angels, I hate it. I hate the Angels, what they're doing with everything. I mean, they, they're awful, the Angels, but they have they can build around the foundation of Trout and Otani. They can build this pitching. They don't have awful hitting. Rendon's don't forget coming Rendon. Back. Rendon. Rendon's coming back. And just to, just to say this, but, uh, 2021, the Mets had 77 wins. In a year, in a year difference, the Mets had 101 wins. Okay. That, that's 24 extra wins because we signed guys like Marte, Canna, Escobar, Scherzer. Now you look at the, the Mariners, and they're, they're going to add such a good season last year. I think the Angels and the Rangers could definitely make that increase if they start signing players. I mean, if the Angels got Radon, which I haven't heard a lot about that, but, I mean, that seems like a perfect fit for them. Yeah, and they got young talent such as Logan O'Hoppy, who made his debut last year. Um, no, really exciting teams, but we're going to cut it there. Thanks, Kent, for coming on. Um, thanks for the follow the podcast. Share with your family and friends. Follow the Instagram, NJ Sports Media 1. I'll see you all later. Peace.